This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where you get everything you need about North Shore High School sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with the Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. We've got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Took a little bit of a week off, but uh, um, a lot of good things to talk about. We got hoops, we got hockey, we got wrestling, um, we got a lot of great stuff. So we're going to do a regular four quarter format. Um, in the first quarter, we're just going to recap everything that happened over the past uh, couple weeks. Um, some big headlines and that kind of stuff. Touch on some. Um, signing day stuff as well for the football for the early signing day period um in the second quarter we are joined by nutrier uh, green head coach Adam cheris in the third quarter we play way or no way our weekly guessing game and then in the fourth quarter we get you ready for um not only um the week ahead but we've got a lot of good holiday tournaments going on now so um we'll look at that and can just kind of take a look at where our area you know basketball teams are at this point um i feel like the holiday tournaments are always a good time again to get a look at you know where things are roughly a month in and um having played some different opponents in some conference games as well but uh just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available make sure you check us out give us a nice little like and subscribe um that always helps us reach um other listeners who are also looking to uh, talk or um, take in some North Shore High School sports. So I'm going to bring Joe in now and um, kind of start with a, a, a general question for him. And that's pretty much, you know, Joe, I know we were gone for the last couple of weeks here. Um, what do you feel like was the biggest storyline during that time? Um, ooh, uh, you know, we're still early in the season. So uh, uh, I guess it's a little more, um, less dramatic than it would be if we're if we're talking in February, but I think Nutrier yeah. going down to the um, Seguro Arizona tournament and winning three games in dominant fashion as they have um, as they did last year as well. Um, they had uh, different stars show up in different games, which I think is kind of their mo this year. You know, a little change from past years. Instead of the guy, they've got multiple guys. Um, that really pop, uh, that can pop. And I think, uh, so that was good. You know, you had Chris Kirkpatrick, the sophomore scoring 27 in the championship game. You had Ian Brown going for a double, double 24 and 12 in one game. I think Colby Smith had a big game in the semifinals. So just showed a little bit of what they can do in different guys. Um, there, I think that might've been the biggest one. Um, we also had a huge Loyola, uh, Loyola Gold Nutria Green hockey game that went into uh, penalty shots, a shootout. Pretty cool stuff. Um, Gold beat them 5-0 early in the season. So Green got some revenge with this overtime win in dramatic fashion. I think those are two of the big ones. You know, Joe, sticking with, you know, Nutria boys at first, boys basketball. um, We always talk about this when they're competing in these types of tournaments. Obviously, we don't know the competition as well, given they're in a different state and playing against teams we don't know nothing about. But you know, just continuing that, you know, really strong start to the season that they have, how much do you take from a, you know, a fairly dominant performance, you know, in a different state in a tournament you might not know that much about? Yeah, I think you take, um, 
Yeah, that's a good question. I, I I think there are takeaways, but I don't think they define a season either way. But I, I do think Nutrier has used this in the past as a nice um, springboard to big things or, uh, you know, sometimes it's a get well just because they they dominated the past couple of years. So uh, they did it again this year, probably an average margin of victory of 20 plus Um in the three games and three victories down there. Um, also a nice break getting out of the Chicago cold and, and team uh, camaraderie. Good for that. And uh, so I think it, it's just nice to look at it and see maybe where they excelled. And like I said, having multiple guys pop in different games kind of shows that what they can, what Nutria can do to opposing defenses. You, you, you can't, um, and they, you can't focus on one guy or another guy has the capability of putting up 20. Um, and so you, you really kind of put a lot of pressure on, on opposing defenses that way, um, which I think is only going to get better as the year goes on, um, as, as they kind of more guys get experience being that guy. All right, we'll hit more on them, obviously, in the fourth quarter as we look ahead to tournament time, but or I guess more tournament for them. But um, moving over to Loyola boys, um Loyola won uh the Jesuit Cup 40 to 37 against St. Ignatius to beat De La Salle's. Um, and then they played DePaul last Friday, Joe, and that's quite the matchup for them. Obviously, you know, DePaul uh defending state champions, obviously in a in a lower class, but um 40 to 18. I know you know we've talked about this. You guys have heard us talk about it on the podcast about you know, this team isn't all the way in. How much do you take from all this type of stuff? But, you know, Joe, 40 to 18, even if you are missing a couple key guys, doesn't feel like the right result you're looking for here. No, of course not. Um, you know, I think they have uh, their full roster back. And it, it, like we said, it's going to take some time to to gel. But, um, you know, scoring 18 points um, – we weren't there. We didn't see what happened. DePaul's a very good team. They've proven it. They're returning. I think they won state last year in their class, 3A maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, if not two. Anyway, um, and then uh, it was on the road. So there are some things working against Loyola, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll tell you no excuses. you got to score more than 18 points. Uh, I think they'd say that if they scored anything less than 40, um, you got to score more points. And uh, – so it's a shame, uh, but uh, early in the season, you could take your lumps here and work from it, and I think that's what they're definitely going to have to do and and get that offense working more than just Miles Bowling. Yeah, I mean, so how do you do that when other teams are able to kind of take Miles away? I mean, who are some of the guys, you know, that you feel like can kind of step up on the, in those key moments? Well, I know they, they got guys who can score um, from, uh, you know, Hollerich, Andrew Hollerich, uh, is a great shooter. He's proven he can put up numbers. I think he's probably their second leading scorer. Jimmy Tarjan is a two-way player who's proven he can he can put up you know double digits. I think we might need to see a little bit more offense from him. You know, in the post, their guys are mostly on you know the defensive rebounding side. But I wonder if Brandon Loftus can give them a little bit of a boost in post scoring. Um, you know, a threats to to pull some guys in off their perimeter shooters. Um, so I think they have some guys um that can do it it's just uh they really need to show it and they really you know you need to have some games where uh you know you're right there with Boland in, in scoring um you know because they're going to key on him um multiple guys every every defensive team so got to figure it out all right well um, them obviously more in the fourth quarter as well they got Niles Notre Dame on Friday 
Um, Joe, looking at you know, you know, Loyola girls are just continuing to dominate. They uh, um, have competed really well. They dominated St. Ignatius. They uh, beat a really good friend team, 48 to 46, held on to win that game. They beat DePaul, uh, Gulford, and Auburn all by hefty amounts. Um, you know, we've talked about this team. We've talked about how talented they are, how great they are. We've sung their praises a lot um, early this season. A- anything, maybe that friend game that kind of caught your attention, you know, it was like, all right, that feels like a good like win. Yeah, they needed to, I think, at least uh, it was nice to see them play another elite caliber team. Um, I think you can kind of put Stevenson in that category too, but they took care of them by a lot. So I was kind of waiting for a little bit of a, a dramatic game. Um, um, and uh, that was, certainly was one and they, and they held on. So uh, great win for them. Good to see. And um, as we're getting into the, the um, you know, they beat Montini too pretty handily, but um, as we get into the second half of the year um, after the new year, I think we're, it'll be fun to see um, when they play teams like, Macaulay and, uh, you know, Montini again, I'm sure they'll play and and things like that. Um, we'd like to see them um, win those games, but I don't know what else. It's already like they've proven a lot. They've proven a lot already. New cheer girls, uh, since we talked, beat Deerfield. They beat Lane Tech and Waukegan, but then lost to Glenbrook South and New Yorkville last weekend. Um, have you kind of seen what you were looking for yet, Joe, or is it still trying to find that consistency um, you know, they beat Deerfield in conference, but they've lost and they beat GBN earlier in the season by a point. But, um, losing to Maine South and Glenbrook South has kind of already put them uh, not in a hole, but like a little bit in, the, in a little bit of a ditch here, in the, especially when it comes to conference. Yeah, I think they're they're they've proven, uh, so far that that they've taken a step forward from from last couple seasons. And, um, but I, I, I think they can they compete, which they showed with. Glenbrook South and and are you a team that can win those close games? Um, they did beat Glenbrook North in a close one, um, but Yorkville and Glenbrook South two close games that they they couldn't they couldn't get the W. So um, definitely need to see some improvement there. And I do think they have a lot of young players. I mean, they've got uh, a freshman who's getting um, pretty decent time in Emerson Buck, and they they've got some juniors as well, some new people to that lineup. So I do think this will be a team that evolves over the course of the year. But um, you know, they do have also three senior leaders in the in in the lineup or uh, returning starters. So we should see um, we've seen improvement. I think that improvement will grow. I want to see them win those close games against teams like Glenbrook South. All right, Joe, I know you got a chance. We're going to move over now to hockey. Um, you got a chance to see, a, you know, a really fun matchup against New Cheer Green. Loyola Gold, always a fun um, always a fun matchup between them. And uh, you saw a really fun shootout uh, matchup between these two rivals. Yeah, good stuff. Um, still, we're about only halfway through the season, even though they've played about 35 games or uh, 40 games. We talk about that every time. Such a crazy um, season, um, high school hockey. But uh they were both right at the top, Loyola Gold, Nutria Green of the league standing. So this had implications there too. And Loyola uh, took it to Nutria um, early in the game, like I mentioned earlier, earlier in the season, five zip. So this was a nice one. Nutria kind of controlled a lot of the pace um, for for two and a half periods. Uh, and then Loyola kind of switched gears a little bit and found the equalizer with, um, uh, with an empty net. Um, they were able to, um on a six and five advantage um find the net with like a minute and a half to go force overtime and then a shootout new scored twice there 
um, Loyola couldn't answer at the end. So uh, big, big win for Nutrier Green, and, and I think that puts them slightly ahead. Plenty to play in the Scholastic Hockey League, but a huge win for them. And um, I think these two teams are are elite, and they're joined by a couple others that we've mentioned, like the St. Viators of the world. It's going to be a fun um, <laughs> second half of the season. Ba- basically, February and March, early March, are going to be a lot of fun. Right. We'll hit more on them, obviously, in the second quarter, but wanted to touch on uh, early signing day, recording this on Wednesday. Um, So the early signing period has opened up, and a lot of uh, area uh, talent is signing. Loyola has a few guys signing. Um, Ethan Hogg is signing with Division I Connecticut. Joe Kelly and Kenny Langston are both um, signing with Colgate today, Joe. And I know uh, um, they got uh, Kyle Baltazar also uh, signing, but – Obviously, a, a good group of guys, a guy, a, a really strong defensive unit that obviously helped Loyola win the state championship again this season, Joe. But um, some really good looks for, you know, some, you know, a couple guys going over to Colgate and then Ethan going on over to uh, Connecticut. Yeah, great signing for Ethan. Uh, I, you know, we thought at the beginning of the year um, he was an elite player. I think a lot of defenses keyed on him. And the thing with Loyola defenses is uh, they hit you from all angles. So, um, sometimes a guy like Ethan might not stack up eight, nine sacks. That's just not how Loyola's defense works. But that's the kind of guy he is coming off the edge. And I think he'll he'll get even bigger. He's he's a big linebacker, like tall and lanky. I think he'll he'll put on even more in college and be a nice college football player. So that's a nice one, him going to Connecticut. Um Langston was key. He was a captain in that secondary. Joe Kelly played both ways. They'll pair up at Colgate. Kelly kind of the heart and soul of this team. Um and uh, was big in, in both championship games, back-to-back champions for them. So uh, big ups to Joe Kelly um, and uh, and Kenny Langston. And then um, Kyle Balazar um, was an anchor of that offensive line, played, I think, four of the five positions, everything other than center, I think, on that offensive line as he moved around. And uh, very reliable. And that offensive line is key to what they do. Gave, gave Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzgerald, a lot of time and a lot of room to run. So – Congrats to those four guys. They were four huge pieces to that championship team. All right, we're going to move on over now to the second quarter where we are going to be joined by new Trier Green head coach Adam Charis. Um, Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with him after new Trier's thrilling shootout win. What are the folks at home going to hear? Um, yeah, they're going to hear us talk about uh, how uh, they controlled some of the game, then they gave some of it up, and how they needed this game. Um, how there was plenty of motivation behind it and the great crowd that comes out to these, the great raucous crowd that comes out of these, to these loyal and sheer matchups. All right, let's have a listen. Pulled out the victory in a shootout. Just tell me uh, how the guys were feeling after that one. Uh, relieved. Um, <laughs> you know, we had uh, felt like we controlled the game for, you know, their 51 minute games and we controlled the play for, you know, the first two periods and you know the third was a little back and forth but we felt really good and they you know they tied it up with a with a minute to go so you never feel good about letting them you know get back and putting us in that position but um nobody got down uh the the spirit on the bench was still really positive and they just said hey we're gonna find a way here in overtime or in the shootout and they did so uh, i think very relieved to still come out of there with the victory and uh, just so I got it right, I think you guys scored or you converted two penalty shots and uh, your goalie didn't allow any, right? 
Well, no. So it's a it's sudden death shootout. So it's one v one. Oh, okay. And our first shooter went. Brendan Hennigan went and he scored. Their first shooter went and he scored. Then our next shooter missed. Their next shooter missed. Our next shooter missed. Their next shooter missed. And then Harrison Miller went for us and scored. And their shooter went and missed. Okay. Our goalie made the save. Okay, pretty good. I mean, what can you say about that um, performance? Was it was the keeper doing some big things? I always say keeper, the goaltender. <laughs> yeah, no, he drew dirt off the senior. It's his third year on the team. Um, you know, he was won a state championship last year for us and shut out York in that game. Um, it's it just a returning from injury. Uh, he had broke part of his thumb. And, you know, so we were glad to have him back. You know, he came back maybe three games ago, uh, but just in time for this game, we wanted to give him uh, the shot against Loyola. You know, he always rises to the occasion. Played a really solid game, I felt, um, you know, and in the shootout did a great job as well. The first guy had a nice shot, but, you know, he it looked like he had good control the next three shots. <clears throat> and um, you guys were are both right up there in the league standings uh, for the year, so... Did that add a bit? Not that you need any more motivation for that game, but did that add a little to this game? Uh, it always does. It's something that you know we, you know, you're battling one, basically one and two with them. Um, you know, and there's some other really good teams right there too, with you know GBS and GBN. Um, you know, who are battling for the top spot as well. Um, so you know, it was a game we felt we really needed to have. They beat us the first time we played this year. And we didn't want to, you know, give them confidence. And we didn't think we played a very good game that time. Um, so we had a lot to prove. And, you know, we felt like we had to come out of there with a victory. It was very important for us. Okay, well, that's great. Um, what did you do well in those first two and a half periods that you, you felt good about? So I think, you know, I mean, we, we outshot them by a considerable margin. I think the shots going into overtime were like 40 to 15. Um which, you know, tells me that we're controlling the pace of the game, that we're spending most of our time in their zone. They have a really strong team. Uh, we know them very well. A lot of these kids grew up playing against each other, so there is, you know, familiarity with one another. And what we did is, you know, when we control the home ice advantage, we get last change in the game. And our game plan was, you know, to have a shutdown line on their top guys. And, you know, we had three guys with that task, and they just did a dynamite job of, you know, keeping those guys off the board and really limiting the opportunities they had in the game against us. Uh, so I was really thrilled that, you know, we had uh, two juniors, John Curry and Hans Huber. And then, uh, I'm sorry, John Curry's a senior, uh, Mike Pedraha and Hans Huber are juniors. And, you know, I tested those three with, with handling that. And like I said, they just did a great job. They really rose to the occasion. They, they're very physical players that work hard. Um, so for me, you know, putting that kind of matchup together, I knew would be a big benefit for us. Thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether they can happen. Way or No Way, they cannot happen. Um, so let's start things off, Joe, here with uh, basketball kind of hitting on some hoops. Um, we talked about Loyola's loss to DePaul. Um, Joe, way or no way, you're starting to lose some of that early confidence you had in this Ramblers team. 
no way. Uh, I, I wasn't, um, happy to see that result. Uh, it didn't, uh, you know, result in gained confidence, but at the same time, I know where we are in the season. I know how good DePaul prep is. And I think they really just went on the road and uh, had a battle and had a forgettable performance. And, uh, I think we can rebound from this. I think they certainly have the dudes on that roster to do it. Um, and I'm still looking for a fully composed team. Still, we still got some, some weeks left to do that. So I'll say no way. I'm going to go with no way here, but I'm very, I'm much closer to going with way here as opposed to no way, but I'm going to stick with no way for now. I, I just think I'm starting to get to the point with this Loyola team about being like, show me, show me a key moment. Like show me a key win. Like, I feel like you've, you've competed well against, you know, a lot of these brother Rices. You've obviously beat Ignatius. You hung with Nutrier and that kind of stuff. But I'm kind of getting to the point of, well, you know, I want to see a signature win. I know obviously you're going to have a clunker here or there, but um, I'm getting to the point as we get into, you know, the holiday and you got opportunities to do it in the holiday. You got ho- uh, you got plenty of opportunities to also do it in the CCL with a lot of great teams. Um, but you got to start doing it if you want to, you know, get that confidence that maybe I had at the beginning of the season. So I'll go with no way for now, but I think uh, um, we're getting closer to getting to the point of, you know, I, I'm wanting more out of this team. And if they are going to reach the level that I thought they could earlier in the season. All right, Joe, Nutrier is off to a really hot start to the season. Um, way or no way you feel like this team has been challenged yet? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, their loss to Warren was certainly a challenge. Warren's a very good team, um, kind of that team that's really uh, came out, not of nowhere, but surprising people early, getting huge wins, especially against Spark. So I think that was a big challenge for them. Um, I think uh, this Next stretch right here, though, is the biggest one. So I'll say, yeah, that was their biggest challenge, of course, and they lost. Uh, but I'll say uh, they got, I think, three or four road games in conference in a row here, starting with Evanston Thursday night, which we'll be at, um, recording this on Wednesday. So uh, they got to do that. They got to go to GBS. They got to go to GBN, um, all in the first half of the conference schedule. So that'll be the biggest challenge that'll happen right now. Yeah, I feel like the way they've been challenged a little bit, I, I feel like, you know, you've they, they've kind of done a good job of adjusting to everything and adjusting to, you know, new lineups, new people in, in different situations. But um, I, I am kind of with Loyola, I'm kind of curious, to, you know, obviously they'll get their opportunity in Pontiac and um, compete in a lot of great comp- uh, games and conferences as well. But um, I feel like they've been challenged, but I think I want to see them be a little bit more challenged and um, get more opportunities to play great teams. So, um, I'll go with the way right now, but I, with Loyola, I'm also curious to kind of see how much, you know, how much more, how much better can this team play, you know, when you play against, you know, higher caliber opponents like that. All right, Joe Loyola, obviously girls basketball is undefeated to start uh, this season. Way or no way you think they'll finish the calendar year undefeated? Ooh, uh, I'll say way. I'll say they go into the new year undefeated. Now they've got um, their own holiday tournament, which I know nothing about. Um, I don't have the schedule of brackets, but I know it starts um, just after Christmas. Um, I, it feels like that's, is that a first for them? Anyway, um, we'll figure it out. But um, I, I think um, they've played probably their hardest games of the first half so far, unless there's going to be a surprise team in that, in that tournament. Um and I'm saying that because the odds are in my favor, right? They're they're one of the top 
three, if not the best team in in their in their class so far. So yeah, I'll say way. Yeah, I'll go with way there as well. I think you know we've seen a lot of great stuff from this team, and I think the obviously we don't know what the schedule is going to look like or anything like that, but I do think that you know they have the potential to end their year um undefeated and head into the new year um on a really good stretch and they'll be tested a lot in that new year so um, i'm excited to see what happens there but for the time being especially in the next week and the week and a half at this point um i think you know they get tested they'll get an opportunity but i think that they'll um finish the calendar year undefeated and head into 2024 um looking to kind of take that next step and keep it going um moving forward all right joe way next question here number four um, way or no way holiday basketball time is one of your favorite parts of the sports school year way. I love holiday hoops. Uh, these are, you know, great tournaments, you know, for everybody with, they all offer something different. They all, uh, take a lot of pride in, you know, both putting them together and competing in them. Um, we got games during the day, so you can get out of the house and watch some games during the day, you know, from a reporter's perspective. Um, yeah, I think it's great. It 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 fills the the end of the year calendar quite nicely with with some sports content. Looking at it from a logistical perspective, um, it's a great time of the year and um, it's very uh, very enjoyable as a reporter. I'd say so. Way, yeah, way there as well. I think you know you've got so many great tournaments put together by everybody, and you get an opportunity to you know go check out some good basketball, travel, you know, play against teams that you haven't you know, probably would play against and that kind of stuff. So um, you you got a lot of great stuff to look forward to. So, yeah, I'm definitely uh, with the way there. I think uh, holiday hoops are definitely uh, one of uh, the better things going on when it comes to high school sports uh, throughout the year. All right, Joe, final way or no way, um, kind of hitting on, you know, with signing day and all that kind of stuff, um, way or no way, uh, you're a big fan of the early signing day period or you feel like, we should go back to kind of what we were doing before when you kind of had like signing day going on where I feel like now, like the early signing day period has kind of taken over, um, you know, the shine, I guess, of the regular signing day period. Yeah, I think, um, you know, maybe I could see from a, a splashy perspective that you want to go back and make it all uh, a little more all, um, united and together and and that way you can kind of constant it's more concentrated um but you know i think you know spreading it out gives more opportunities for kids uh to sign uh and to celebrate um so i do like it from that perspective because it is about them and it is about uh creating and uh locking in opportunities i think it helps for that so i'll i'll say i don't remember the question but no way going back yeah, I would go no way as well. I think you, the new stuff is cool, especially it's more fair for the kids. You know, you get to figure out, you know, get locked in and that kind of stuff. And you don't have any, you know, recruiting is already a, a, a whole different, you know, stuff and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think you really got to it's good for the kids, you know, especially before the holidays to kind of just get locked in, know what they're doing, know who their coaches are and kind of get that all settled. And so I'll go with no way. I think, you know, it was fun having everything in February and then you had that like late period, but I do think that's, you know, doing all that is a lot of fun and um, doing it early is kind of more fair for the kids. So I'll go with uh, no way. I think we should stick with what we have. 
All right, let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we preview um, the next week. We've got a lot of holiday tournaments going on, um, a lot of fun stuff like we talked about here a little bit in Way or No Way. Let's start things off here with Nutrier uh, Boys Basketball, who are going to be traveling to Pontiac on the 28th, the 29th, and the 30th. Um, so you got some fun games there. Obviously, if we record next week, we'll give you um, more of a breakdown and that kind of stuff. But Nutrier is the number four seed in that tournament. They would they'll play Bloomington to start things off. If they win that game, um, they'll get the winner of either Joliet, West, or Pontiac. The number one seed Curry is in their side of the bracket. Bloom and Bennett um, are the two and three seeds, respectively, on the other side of the uh, bracket. Um, obviously, Joe Pontiac is one of the premier uh, tournaments in the state. And um, obviously, New Trier, with Curry being the number one seed on their side of the bracket, um, gets a potential, you know, early test, um, something that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I think that's going to be quite a challenge. I think even the Bloomington um, game will be a challenge. I think they should, you know, pass that test. Um, but then you got Curie, who's, who's you know, also shown that they, they belong at the number one seed. You know, they're not just uh, um, just penciled in there. Um, they've been challenged and have answered the bell. So, it's going to be a good one. Um, I think they would. They would. Would they play them in the second round, or would they play? They play them in the quarterfinals they, or the semifinals. They play in the semi, so they would play either Joliet West or Pontiac. Probably Joliet West, and that'll be a fun game too. Um, I think they they should be in good position with that one as well. But um, that should be a good game. They and so they play them there. So anyway, just looking at the bracket right now again. Um, they're going to have some challenging games and teams that don't play like the CSL North. Uh, I'm sorry, the CSL plays. Um, so um, different stuff. And that's another big benefit to these tournaments in terms of both entertainment purposes and uh, for teams to see other looks. It's going to be good for them and um, going forward. And uh, I like what they're going to be able to do. I think, the, I think they'll do pretty well here. Obviously we'll, we'll look more into, you know, Bloomington and all that kind of stuff, those types of matchups, but Looking in the general picture of, you know, them competing in this tournament, what would you consider, you know, just something that would be a, a success at this point? I mean, obviously, you know, you want to win the whole thing. You know, I remember, obviously, their huge game last year and that kind of stuff against, uh, I think it was Simeon. Um, but what do you consider a success here competing in a tournament like this where you're playing some of the best teams in the state? Uh, a couple wins. I really do. I think it's uh, you get a couple wins here to uh is good three is great three would probably assume either you're getting a um either third through first place finish or you're uh, working your way through the the consolation bracket either way three wins would be great as well with the tournament in here but i think two isn't a loss so i think pick up at least two wins and uh you're content with how you, you know you're happy with three but you're content with two all right, moving on now. Uh, obviously, Loyola Boys Basketball tri uh, flies down to Florida. They'll compete in that tournament. Um, like we've talked about many times on this podcast, obviously, we don't know the teams and don't know whatever. But, you know, what are you, what are you looking for from this new Loyola team, Joe? Or obviously, we don't know the competition. I'm sure it's fairly good. But what are you kind of looking from this Ramblers team at this point as, you know, we've seen them, you know, compete well enough to, you know, compete against some of the better teams in the, in the conference and in the area. But, you know, we haven't really seen them put on a full performance yet, I don't feel like. No, I, I don't think so either. Um, although, you know, the win over St. Ignatius in the Jesuit Cup showed a lot 
Uh, we didn't mention that earlier. Well, we mentioned, but we didn't um, sit on it a little bit. Uh, that was a big win for them, and, and they had to come back to do it. So they showed a little bit there. But still, I think we know Loyola is going to keep teams low in, in the scoring. But we'd like to see them in the 50s or high 40s at least on a consistent basis, on a regular basis. Uh, they're, they're doing this, and, and other teams uh, need to know what's coming and need to fear other people besides Miles Bolin. Um, how's that going to happen? How we're going to make that work um, is something that's yet to be seen. So I think that's what we need to see if we come back and, uh, you know, we see a couple 60 point performances and, and maybe some double digit victories out of, out of Florida. I think they got second last year, but either way, um, maybe a championship. Uh, we'll, we'll feel a lot better about this team and how they're gelling. All right, Joe, moving on to girls basketball. Obviously Loyola is hosting its own tournament um just what are you kind of looking for in these you know it'll probably be around three or four games next week obviously we need to figure out the tournament and all that kind of stuff in the bracket and who's in it but you know what are you kind of looking for in this team at this point of the season is it pretty much you know just stay healthy I mean they'll get tests against Macaulay and um Montini later on in the season but you know what are you looking for in this team a team that you know has is undefeated at this point I mean, we're looking for them in this tournament to win it. Um, at this point, kind of expectations for everything you do are sky high. I mean, you're, uh, you know, one of the top teams in the state, if not the top team. Uh, you need to prove it in and out every week. And when you don't, you got to, you know, you got to bounce right back. So this is a team fully capable of doing things like that. Um, and it's their home tournament. So you got to take it down, right? You got to, you know, protect your house. So, um, I'm excited for it. I I mean, I'm trying to think. I think, is this the first year they're hosting a holiday tournament? I uh, I don't remember them play. Host, I don't remember them hosting one. I feel like there's been like a Thanksgiving version of it, but I don't ever remember a holiday version of it. Yeah, definitely going to have to check that out. But we'll have uh, recaps of all that stuff uh, after they happen. But um should be fun. It's, it's, it's nice to have, stay home for it. Nutria are obviously moving on, uh, playing in the tournament. The girls are as well. You know, what are you looking for in this team, in this team, Joe? Is it pretty much, you know, just trying to figure out how you're going to, you know, grow and kind of move on and that kind of stuff? I mean, what are you looking for in this team that, you know, has shown glimpses against good teams and has competed fairly well, but, you know, maybe hasn't reached the level that they've wanted to compete at this point? Um, yeah, there'll be a Dundee crown, which is a, a classic you know, girls basketball holiday tournament. You got a lot of teams from a lot of different areas that come up to Dundee and um, should be a, should be a good one. I think they're, they're going to face a lot of, you know, they do this a lot through the year though. So I have trouble saying it'll be unique for them. And they played in the grow the game tournament. They got their, their host tournament. They always, they have a great um, diverse schedule uh, of opponents, but this will be a good one for them. Good measuring stick. Uh, Let's see if they can pull out two, even three wins. It's, it's, it's an elaborate tournament, so they should get plenty of games. All right, uh, moving forward now, um, just, you know, you got some wrestling going on. You got some uh, other sports going on at this point. Anything else you want to hit on before we say goodbye? I think uh, Loyola, some Loyola wrestlers were at the Dvorak, which is a big one. And I think Kai uh, Calcutt was a finalist. And I think Quinn Herbert finished fourth. So those are big finishes for wrestling. We didn't mention that. And gymnastics. Um they won their holiday tournament. Nutrier did their holiday meet first. I think, well, first or second time they went over 140. So they're getting there. They're looking really strong. Um, should be an impressive year for them. And 
you didn't mention districts, which is a big surprise for me. District All right, yeah, yeah, went yeah. down at the IHSA level, uh, well, relatively convincing vote by the member schools uh, saying no to districts, which I can't say we're too surprised about. No, I mean, based on, you know, stories and all that kind of stuff, talking to coaches, I think, you know, there was just, other than also not really liking the concept of districts for many coaches, I feel like it was also like there's not, there wasn't enough, like, plans with it, it felt like. Like, there weren't, like, what are we going to do in this situation? How are we going to address this? Like, I feel like there were too many open questions about it, and obviously you're not going to move on to a different proposal like that, especially in such a short amount of time. Um, short, I know, obviously, is half a year. That's not that short, but when you're trying to figure out, you know, schedules and how you're going to do everything, it's not that short amount of time. So, um, yeah, I, I wasn't really surprised to see that it, you know, didn't pass um, I thought it would honestly not pass in a bigger margin. Obviously, you had a pretty hefty amount. I think it was like 70 or 75 of people who didn't vote. Um, but, yeah, I was not surprised at all that the districts uh, didn't pass. It, it It felt like something that, you know, you could try to figure out a different way to solve the problems that the schools who submitted it. You know, I understand the change in co the conference is annoying. I know scheduling is hard, but I think there are ways to fix that as opposed to just drastically moving to a different model. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Well, that's everything that we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you as always for listening. Um, obviously, you know, we've got Christmas coming up this weekend. So wanted to uh, wish everybody a Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates, obviously a happy holidays. Um, always appreciate everybody listening to the podcast and um, listening to us ramble on about sports. I, that was not an intended pump. I could have done Trevian on, but that would have been weird. Um, but I always appreciate everybody's, uh, you know, kind words, listening, support of the podcast throughout the years. So um, thank you so much. And we uh, hope that everyone uh, has a happy holiday. Happy holidays, y'all. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.